I'm Kate Daniels. Our relationship with food can be quite an interesting and enlightening journey. We're a nation where there's an incredibly high obesity rate and also bookshelves heavy with diet books and ideas, and we have not made much progress. Until now, Sandy Robertson is a board-certified holistic nurse whose personal experiences and work with clients has led to the book, Why Am I Eating This? Is This the Nourishment I Need? Here is our opportunity to make some lasting and healthy changes in our relationship with food and eating. Sandy Robertson, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning, Kate. Thank you for having me. I am really grateful that you're available. And uh, I've waited a little while to have this interview happen, this conversation we're going to have. But I feel it's so timely uh, for us to be having it, you know, right at the right time, because we're here right at the edge of so much holiday entertaining and feasting going on, that having our conversation about food, and particularly your uh, second edition of the book, Why Am I Eating This? Is this the nourishment I need? I think fits right into what we need at the right time. Thank you. I think so, too. It is good timing for people to be asking themselves some of these thoughtful, you know, curious questions about the nourishment that they're putting into their bodies, even around the holidays. And I mentioned the holidays because that's what I think we can easily, if we're not being thoughtful, using the word mindful from the book, if we're not mindful about that, we can then really dig even a deeper hole for ourselves and go in a direction we don't want to go wanting to be healthy and wanting to be fit. So again, looking at why am I eating this, you've really pulled so much of your research and experience together to share with us this morning. Thank you. Yeah, I hope my book can really help people change their relationship with food and eating and themselves for good with some fun, short and sweet, you know, thoughtful questions, again, about is this the best nourishment for me at this time and enjoying holidays and enjoying good food, too, and, you know, having fun with it and and enjoying it. What I feel will be it will be is beneficial for us is that so often if we haven't really given this deep thought we look to diets and books that say you know here's what to eat what not to eat that sort of thing so it's really so much more outside of ourselves whereas you're inviting us to look at this as a more personal experience and and our relationship over the years with food regardless of our age you know this this started quite likely at a very young age for us Absolutely, Kate. People have memories, childhood memories, and also learned behavior around food, whether to clean your plate and eat everything on it or eat as much as you want. And different people's, you know, everyone's family situations and whether there was enough or too much played into it, emotional components. But then I feel as adults, we get to rethink how we approach food and whether it's because of our weight or health or just, you know, good nutrition and having enough energy to live our lives fully, to think of it from a different perspective of, okay, this is fuel, this is nourishment, what's best for me? And that takes a lot of the judgment out of it or the should or should not or shame or guilt 
really having that fun, playful curiosity with it. Exactly. And so with your work, you have been able to really synthesize this for us and make it a step-by-step process. The book, Why Am I Eating This?, also is just such a, um, I'm going to say simple, because it's really easy reading. It has all the information, I think, in a very succinct way, uh, guiding us through the steps to help us reach that place of more self-understanding and being able to, I, I believe, come to the place of finally going, aha, I believe I know how to be in control of what I put in my mouth. Yes. Yes, exactly. As you're saying, Kate, it's a short, I deliberately made it short and sweet and fun and easy. People can skip chapters or, you know, go to the ones that are most meaningful to to think about food in a whole new way and ask themselves really great questions throughout the day that, you know, positive self-talk about what do I want to choose now and how I feel if I eat this and how much is enough, even around the holidays. I feel that can help guide people and support people through the holidays. You know, yes, enjoy all the great food, but tasting it, you know, small amount doesn't have to be two and three servings of everything. Right. And if we do it with what is really the the initial step of being mindful of it, if we savor it, we, then we don't need, and I'm talking to myself here, I don't need to have more than one helping if I take my time with this and really enjoy it. Yes, exactly. And chewing, chewing goes unnoticed. That's one <laughs> of the best for mindful eating and really slowing down that process. And as you're saying, savoring it and tasting it and uh, slowing down the meal so that there's time to feel satisfied and, oh, I've had enough. I can stop now. Exactly. And that having that second helping or, or noticing feeling like, oh, I'm comfortable, not needing the second helping, maybe remembering how when I've done that in the past, gosh, it can get to feel so uncomfortable. Yes. In fact, that's one of the great questions to ask. How will I feel if I have the second serving? Whether it's because of the sugar or just too much food, just what you're saying, Kate, how will I feel if I eat this and overindulge? And here, when we are you know, getting close to some of the big feasting holidays, one of the big ones, of course, coming up here is Thanksgiving. And, oh, it's notorious for some favorite dishes and, and wanting to overindulge. So it's a good time to really assess this for ourselves so that we're ready to ask those questions or be, be mindful of them as we approach this day. Yes, as simple as surveying the food that's available, you know, choosing wisely if there are 20 things to choose from, you know, maybe having some of them, but not necessarily all of them. And if there are three kinds of potatoes, perhaps a little of each. And just really taking that time to survey, to plan with from the spirit of, yes, I'm going to have fun and enjoy this. And I'm going to nourish myself and still feel good afterwards. 
And that's where, why am I eating this? This question we ask ourselves is so important. And I, you know, it may be that we need to be asking this uh, repetitiously. And, and we should not feel any kind of remorse or shame around it, should we, Sandy? I love that you say that, Kate, because that's really the point of my book, to look at food in terms of nourishment, self-care, and self-love, and remove the same blame, I should, I shouldn't, about eating. When we totally shift and look at food as nourishment and fuel, and then we think of it in terms of, I love myself. You know, what's the best fuel? But not only the type, what I'm choosing, but the amount. My father was an athlete and always used athletes and sports as analogies. And he would say, think of a you know, fine Olympic athlete. They put just the right amount of fuel into their bodies for the expenditure of energy that they're going to need. And they eat high quality fuel, but it's just the right amount. And that analogy stayed with me. And another an example he would use, he'd say, you know, when you're putting gas into your car, you don't, you wouldn't just stand there and keep, you know, the gas going in until it overflows all over the pavement. You stop and the, the car actually has an automatic shutoff. I love that analogy too, that just stopping when we've had enough. Absolutely. I, I love both of those analogies for us to use. They're really relatable, both of them. And I feel that we can ask ourselves that, and it can help us to really then slow down or then put the brakes on and realize, oh my goodness, I, I really don't want this because like with the car, not only wasting the fuel, but it's dangerous. Yes, yes. And it's, silly when you think about it. Mm. I, I try to have humor. Why do we want to keep pouring excess fuel into our bodies and overstuffing ourselves? And that's where I give in the book people an opportunity to look at the emotional components and perhaps some of the reasons they're overeating. Another favorite expression uh, we sometimes use in the health profession is, am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Halt. And that's a great question. Again, just not from judgment, but if I want to eat, you know, a bag of cookies right now, and just pausing enough to ask, wait a minute, am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or another emotion, sad, isolated? Okay, is there, could I make a different choice? Or maybe just have a little of it? Yes. And thinking of having a little of it... I think can help us to say, I don't have to cut out everything, Where, which is what happens when one goes on a diet, like you can't have certain foods. Here, it's a matter of being able to trust ourselves to, to make the choices and to have what we want, but know that we don't have to have excess. Yes, exactly. We love ourselves enough to enjoy it, to have fun with it, whatever it is. And to be able to say, stop, I've had enough. And, you know, we, we mentioned earlier on about some of the our habits being rooted in our childhood. And I, for one, 
have that experience of, oh, we had to clean our plates. And it was typically, you know, there are other children who are starving, which, which was true. And I think it's still true. But the fact that I had to have so much on my plate that I had to eat it all, it is not right. And so we need to really may identify with that, identify that in our life, right? And be able to make new decisions and move forward. Yes, that's a great example, Kate. I had the same experience growing up. And I think one of the best contributions to society now are to-go containers at restaurants. And people understand restaurant meals are generally excessive and bountiful in terms of size. And it could be two or three times the amount of food that we truly need, our bodies need. And it's okay to take it home or, you know, when we're eating at home, Put the rest away, save it for tomorrow. So I think that's a great contribution that people are realizing now that we all need to pay attention and take care of ourselves. Yes. And to, you know, if I were to go further with that, to think of how rather than being wasteful, um, maybe it's with the restaurant foods, but, you know, cooking too much and, and feeling it all has to be consumed now, you know, how... Our society can be somewhat wasteful. To think if we could curb that, it, this gets to be a huge, big, big picture, I guess. But but to think of it in those terms, rather than I have to uh, clean everything up and eat all this to save someone else's, you know, just be more mindful of what we're even purchasing and and how much we cook. Yes, exactly. Thinking of it at the point of purchase buying high-quality ingredients, and just enough, exactly what you're saying. Yes. So here are the things for us to be thinking of for, for right now, but this is really... You use the word blueprint, and it's really a wonderful uh, concept for us to work with and to create for our own life, is this blueprint for eating. We've had one consciously or unconsciously, but now you're helping us to become aware of making a new one. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. I I believe it's so personal for everyone. And with all the influence of the media and social media about what people should or shouldn't be eating and um, should they be, you know, fasting part of the time, et cetera, et cetera. But everyone is different. Everyone has unique metabolism, mind, body, spirit, energy system. So everyone has to create their blueprint for them of the kind of nourishment they need starting when they get up in the morning. And then do they feel better if they eat every two or three hours or just three times a day, you know, et cetera. Some people wait until 11 a.m. Do they feel better or not so good if they eat certain kinds of foods? It's so personal. It's not a one-size-fits-all. And I really invite people to create their eating blueprint based on their needs, their physiology, how active they are, so that it works for them in in terms of keeping their energy levels high and constant throughout the day. And that's where, again, this process of becoming more uh, self-aware, how our emotions and how our history, well, you talk about it, our eating history, how all this plays into it, all of a sudden, we can really feel 
re-energized as to the kind of control we can really have in a simple way. Um, I've kind of jumped around in your seven steps from going from the beginning with the mindfulness to, you know, uh, creating our own blueprint in step seven, but in between, you know, paying attention to what we're eating, the eating history, and here, the self-talk. What are we saying? Isn't that important to us too, Sandy? I think, Kate, that self-talk can be everything for so many people who have struggled with, you know, keeping their weight at a healthy level because we can be our own best coaches. And it's not about blame or shame or punishing. It's these thoughtful questions all the time. Think of it as a a thoughtful running commentary of someone over your shoulder when you're choosing food. You know, is this the best thing for right now? Will this give me the energy that I need? How much do I want? How will I feel if I eat all of it? You know, if I've served it in a restaurant, is this 12 or 14 ounces? Well, I only need four. You know, I can eat a little and take it home. Down to the minute choices, whether it's snacking, desserts, etc. This positive self-talk can reinforce a lot of what we already know. I think most people know what they should and shouldn't eat. And they even are aware of how much to eat. But they get either distracted or influenced by peers or marketing, even things as simple as the speed of eating when you're with a group. Sometimes people hurry up, you know, to eat fast with a group versus paying attention to you and your needs and eating mindfully and slowly because that's what makes you happy. So it really is personal and unique for each person. And so that brings us back to some of those early roots and how, what are the messages we were given? We were each individual, so we were not going to be, you know, these imitations of our parents who had their own experiences. So to really become aware of that so that we can change those messages, that self-talk that goes on. Definitely, yes, to change the self-talk and also to be aware of the emotional components. Mm. I, as an example, I recall there was there were a lot of negative emotions in our home uh, growing up with some extended family there. And so it was easy to overeat when I was a child as a way to numb and stuff my feelings, being really honest. And there were very large portions. And it was just easier to go on automatic pilot and eat it all. And it was comforting. But as I got older and started being involved in nutrition and wellness and running corporate and hospital programs, I saw that everyone gets to decide and re-choose as an adult. We may have learned these habits, but that might not suit us now based on who we are and our emotional and energetic needs. And we get to re-choose and give ourselves the gift of self-love and self-care based on who we are today and our physiology today. Right. As you were saying that, I was thinking, too, of those occasions uh, as my younger self where there would be I think based on this same kind of philosophy, you have to eat everything. 
it also made other people happy. Look at all this. Oh, eat, eat. You must uh-huh. eat. There was just kind of this real push toward eating as though it was something special. I think, again, because of lack in the past. So... Yes, this kind of awareness and being aware of those emotions within ourselves really is going to help us make big strides here. Yes, if we can stay aware while we're eating, especially if it's an emotionally charged situation, to to stay aware with love. Just noticing, oh, I notice I'm feeling sad or upset or this is triggering a memory and to take a breath, perhaps put our fork down, take a sip of water or something else, just, you know, be present for a minute. And and then we choose what we're eating, how much, how fast. And I know I keep saying from a place of self-love and self-care, but that is so important because if that's the theme overlaying everything while we're eating, we are going to want to take pristine, good care of ourselves, even during emotionally charged situations. These tools can help us cope with it, just with a little more comfort and support. And what is so key here, too, in doing that, we can come to a place of feeling grateful for that awareness, but the gratitude, which is step five, is also being grateful for what we have. And uh, just gratitude in general in our life is really a very healing place to be. Isn't it, Sandy? Yes. And it's so supportive and nurturing. And it also has us be more present in the present moment if we have gratitude for each bite of food and we're savoring it and enjoying it and chewing it. And even the process, when you think about it, of grace or a prayer before a meal, even if it's silent, it's a pause that helps us to be grateful and to plan for this meal and that we're about to nourish ourselves. So gratitude as you're mentioning, Kate, it's another element of mindful eating that can really support us and have a more thoughtful and enjoyable process of, of eating. Exactly. So these are very, I'm going to say simple, because they are simple, but maybe might be different uh, for us to be considering in terms of our life. But when this is where you now as your career, you're a holistic nurse, it what we'll find as we embrace this is going to not only help us to heal a relationship with food, but it really has that holistic approach of just our entire beingness can be more healed. Yes. When we approach it from the point of view that we are a mind, body, spirit, energetic system, and as much as possible, none of us are perfect, and again, food's to be enjoyed, but as much as possible to think of how am I supporting and caring for and loving this mind, body, spirit, energetic system. And quite simply, it might be just cutting back on the amount. I know people friends who eat organic food, very healthy food, but they eat way too much for different reasons. And so 
just being aware of this holistic approach of I care for my mind, body, spirit, and energy system in terms of what I'm choosing, but also how much. It can be a fun, new, and empowering perspective. And you touched on how we might, instead of choosing to have something to eat at that moment, we might take a sip of water, have a cup of water, or some tea, because... uh, Although you didn't go down that that path when you mentioned it earlier, but sometimes it's just our body is thirsting. Oh yes, quite often there's a statistic. I believe it was as high as eighty five percent. You know, a lot of the times people are walking around slightly dehydrated, and we don't drink enough water generally. And so, water gives us energy and. Frequently, you know, in the afternoon, I'll think, well, I'm hungry, I want a snack. And then I'll think, wait a minute, have I had some water recently? So drinking a glass of water can be nourishing. And going outside, looking up at the sky, looking at the flowers, just being in nature for five minutes, a five-minute pause and breathing, that can be a quick little break. So we may think we need food when maybe we need a friend, just to pick up the phone and call a friend for a few minutes. Or we may need sleep. So that's where the holistic approach comes in and building that self-awareness. And here in this book, Why Am I Eating This? Is This the Nourishment I Need? You help guide us through this so we can really create our own journal, use the book, as this journal, because you guide us in in making comments here and in, in uh, uh, taking this path, this journey to more self-awareness, uh, it really is a way for us to uh, basically get like a new lease on life. <laughs> well, that's the goal of the book, Kate, to really empower people and help people to transform the relationship with food, but most importantly with themselves. And this paradigm shift to to think of it all in terms of self-love, self-care, self-nourishment. How am I nourishing myself? Food is just one of the elements, as you say, in a holistic approach. It could be reading a book or walking outside or getting some exercise, getting more sleep, drinking some water, a class, those are all ways to nourish ourselves instead of food. So, yes, I want people to have a complete paradigm shift. Like, oh, it's nourishment. And there are many ways for me to nourish myself. Yes, yes. And then to be kind to ourselves, as we kind of noted a little earlier, that, you know, we're changing course, and uh, we may need to make some corrections. And that doesn't mean like, oh, well, I failed. No, just start that step over again. Exactly. Yes. It's a journey. There will be ups and downs. We'll overeat. Sometimes we'll eat too much of whatever, you know, including during the holidays. But then being able the next day to say, okay, I did that. It was great. Now I'm going back to asking myself, what does my body really need? You know, what's the right amount? And if it's even a few days over the holidays, that's okay too. Enjoy. Food is meant to be enjoyed and with family time. And then 
being able to say, great, now I'm back to a reset of what's the best and right amount of food for me now. So to really help us as our guide through the book, we can pick up a copy anytime at all of our favorite book sources and online. Right, Sandy? Yes, and it is available on Amazon. And the book is Why Am I Eating This? by Sandy Robertson, Sandy with a Y. And for more information, your website. Let's mention that, Sandy. It's www.energyworks.com wisdom.com. Lots of great information there as well. And this has really been so important, so enlightening, Sandy. I'm just so grateful that this is your work, your passion, and that you have taken the time to share that with us this morning. Give us that encouragement and the support we need to be making these good and uh, healthy choices in our life. Thank you, Kate, and thank you for all the great work that you are doing, empowering and educating and supporting people to take the best care of themselves that they can. So thank you so much. Well, I'm what I'm I'm just at the vehicle here. I'm just so grateful there are people like yourself who are doing this work and we then get to connect and, and share these ideas where, you know, we have a great medium to do it. So again, I thank, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Of I course. do thank you again. It's uh, really been wonderful to connect. It's been a pleasure, and I hope people buy the book, especially as the holidays are coming. Because not only for themselves, for whom we can give ourselves a gift, but for others as well, right? Definitely. You can help a friend or a loved one with these fun, simple tools, too. It can be easy.